0: Everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I have Emmy Lou Smith with me today, who is a graduate student at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Hi, Emmy Lou. Hey, how's it going? Great, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on my podcast.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm honored that you even invited me. So thanks. <laughs>
0: so sweet. And you have beautiful, wonderful work. And um, also being an educator, I wanted to hear more about you. So can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself?
1: Uh, Sure. So I am an MFA illustration student at Savannah College of Art and Design. And I also teach foundation art courses at my local community college.
0: Wonderful. And um, so can you tell us um, as far about I don't know how far back this might be, but that moment you knew that you were an artist.
1: Um, hmm. I mean, I have the cliche answer that I've always loved drawing since I was little, but I don't think I took it seriously as like a possible art career until after high school. Yeah. Like my first semester at a university, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I love drawing way too much. I just need to just go for it. So that's basically what happened. I quit my university and I moved down to um, Grand Rapids again okay. and went to uh, Kendall College of Art and Design.
0: Oh, interesting. Cool. So mm-hmm. did you study illustration or was your major a different one just out of curiosity for undergrad? It was-
1: Yeah, it was illustration. Um, It's definitely the thing that was calling to me, you know, because I didn't want to do gallery work or fine art kind of work. I mean, I wanted to do something where I could use multiple things and try and sell a story and create narratives, you know. So I was like, that's what I got to (laughs) do.
0: Awesome. So, what prompted you after, you know, going to your undergrad for illustration? Because graduate school is such a time investment and just money and everything, what prompted you to go to graduate school?
1: Um. Well, I once I graduated with my BFA, I felt pretty lost. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have this degree, and I was applying for so many different jobs, and I just wasn't getting anywhere. And I remember my professors in undergrad telling me that the first five years would be the hardest. You know that you would just fling yourself everywhere, and I really try to keep that in mind. But I realized that my work just wasn't at the level that it needed to be for me to do anything. And um, like, I remember I moved to here in Kalamazoo just to start new and have a new environment. And um, yeah, so I actually joined the college that I now teach at to take a class on learning how to do Adobe Illustrator and InDesign. So, that I could eventually have a graphic design job. Um, But it wasn't until I got my job teaching that I was like, you know, I really wanna get my master's and hone my skills and become an illustrator and, you know, teach at a university eventually. So, I guess that's what prompted me. (laughs)
0: Long story. No, no, it's not long at all. No, it's always (laughs) fascinating. I love hearing other people's stories. I think um, when you do come from a teaching background, I feel like um I find my people just fascinating I just go like (laughs) let me hear your story you know I want to know about why you do because you know it's such a personal thing I mean it it, with commercial illustration you're doing it for client work but there's also Mm -hmm. the side of us I feel like that it's it's kind of a personal thing why you choose that as a career and oftentimes you get um told that's really tough are you sure you want to do that and then it's um just fascinating to me why people uh choose to pursue art as a career. And everybody has a different answer. So it's, it's great.
1: I know, I know. I've I've been told since I was little, that it's like, you're going to have a hard time getting a job. It's not going to be worth it. I mean, you're not going to make any money. No, like, everyone hears that. And I I think at first, I really did listen to that. So I always saw art as a hobby. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make money off of this. But yeah, once I was in that first semester at that university, um, I was like, I, there's nothing else that I want to do. (laughs) I mean, I'm quitting before I even started. So, you know, it's like, I just, I just got to jump in and just try it.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, and I always um, inspired by everybody's bravery to say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, and it's nice to feel like I'm not alone. I'm not the only person. (laughs) thinks that it's a worthwhile um, passion to pursue as something more yeah right yeah so it's great you know and everybody gets there in a different way so I think that's the thing um and I personally this is just me personally I think it's a not some people think it's very competitive being an illustration but I think it's really very non-competitive I look at um, what you're doing it's amazing it's a graphic novel sequential art um but it's so different it's a different road that I will I will probably never pursue but I go like it's awesome that Emmy Lou wants to do this and I'm interested in learning more about it because you know who knows I might have a student that might um Mm -hmm. have that same passion yeah yeah definitely So I was wondering, so what was that um, insight? Could you go into a little deeper about why you chose to teach? Sure. Um,
1: So hmm, back in high school, I would say I didn't have a good experience in my art classes. Mm -hmm. I had a teacher that was, mm, they weren't very um, helpful (laughs) or like encouraging. And so I wanted to teach because I was like, I like I always had the back of my mind, like I maybe wanted to teach one day because I was like, I don't want someone to go through that, that I went through, you know, like I wanna be that supporting teacher. I wanna be the one that's telling them like, you can do this. If this is what you wanna do, you can do it. So I guess I kept that in the back of my mind. Um, yeah, so I wanted to teach. Um, I felt like it was something that I, I could do. It's like, I, I've been through all these classes. I, I know what I'm talking about. I could probably do this. So when I saw that job on uh, Indeed, I was just like, okay, let's just try it.
0: <laughs> nice, That's awesome. Do you have a favorite class that you just absolutely love teaching? I mean, out of all the ones that you teach?
1: Um, I would say digital painting. Yeah, I taught it for the first time in the winter. And I just, I had so much fun teaching that class. Mm-hmm. It's like, I loved seeing their passion and them trying super hard. And they all had just so many different ways of painting and the different styles and I was like this is awesome this is why I want to teach (laughs) just seeing all of their work and yeah I just had a lot of fun with that one
0: curious what were you using as far as software wise
1: um we I had to use adobe photoshop like that was what the school wanted me to teach them um but I let them also use uh procreate and clip studio paint if they wanted to but like all my demos were in photoshop
0: oh okay just curious that's awesome Great. Mm-hmm. So um what's your preferred medium to use for your own illustration work and why? Uh digital painting and
1: watercolor, those are definitely my two favorites, um, which is ironic because those are the ones I taught myself. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love them both. And I kind of use my like watercolor textures in my digital paintings so they can kind of have that, you know, watercolor feel to them too.
0: Cool. So what type of illustration work would you prefer to work on and why?
1: Well, I want to do book covers. Um, yeah, I was definitely very inspired by that when I was growing up, just looking at all the beautiful cover art. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But also uh, graphic novels. That's something that I didn't really start thinking about until this year. I was like okay maybe I should give it a try because I've always really liked the idea of it so let's you know let's try (laughs) so I'd like to do that too.
0: Nice. So why did you decide I guess this kind of leads into why you chose to take the book class that we met in book illustration?
1: Well um, I mean I need another elective for one but (laughs) also because it was um, you know it's a zoom meeting class too I I'm an online student and you just feel so disconnected to people sometimes. It's like, there's that wall, like you can't really get to know your classmates. So I've really been enjoying these Zoom meeting classes so I can actually see people. (laughs) Yeah, but also because I I wanted to learn more about making a book um, because I want to create my own graphic novel one day, but I also want to learn more about the book market. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I
0: took that class. Yeah, I agree. It was a great uh, jumping start. Um, I wish they had a part two. I mean, I really liked I because I feel like with book illustration, it's such a broad um, mm-hmm. market. And like if I took that class again, I would I was really inspired by what um Maddie and Robin picked a format that was much more lengthy. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think about doing that. I could do like more of a chapter book, you know, you could do I don't know, a thousand different things with the book medium, whether you do a fine artsy book or something that's more um, different age range. And I was like, oh, I could just keep going and going. and going. <laughs> that's just me. But uh, yeah, and I love the people we were in class with. Everybody was so sweet and nice and talented i i really enjoyed everybody's personnel and also the professor was great too so i mean it was just this really nice mix of you know uh, classroom culture and people
1: yeah well i definitely liked that uh project where we had to meet with the editors for different publishers
0: like that was like oh my god this is perfect so yeah what did you think think about how did you what what kind of uh um What was your reaction from when speaking with the um, editors and art directors? Just curious.
1: I mean, when he first, the professor was telling us to do this project first, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna get any responses. (laughs) I was like, that was what was making me so nervous. I was like, what happens if no one answers? (laughs) But I was really surprised. I mean, I had four people that was like willing to meet with me and I was just like, this is amazing. And meeting with them was so, interesting I mean they were so open to give me information and tell me more about themselves and their you know publishing house and I was like okay I definitely want to go into this lane because this is awesome these people just know their stuff and they just seem very open to work with new illustrators too so that was encouraging
0: that's great did you get to talk with one of your your top picks just curious
1: Yeah, I mean, I met with uh, Dark Horse on uh, Thursday, actually, and then um, I met with um, Top Cow, which is part of Image, so that was really cool, so I met, you know, two top people, I
0: guess. (laughs) That's awesome, yeah, and they're very friendly, and they were very supportive, and they were very nice. I was, I was like pleasantly, you know, because it feels a little awkward, because I was used to just sending things in the mail or, (laughs) or, or, you know, it just, it's a very vague, but to put a face and um, a voice to the person and they gave really um, insight into how they work. So I felt like you could more know what to expect from what we do as illustrators and how we fit into their actual um, publishing house. So it was great.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were just willing to give us some of their time I was just blew me away I loved it
0: (laughs) awesome so what's your favorite book do you have a favorite book
1: oh man I I don't even know (laughs) yeah there's there's so many but also just I wish I had more time to read I feel Mm -hmm. like I just I never have the time to read anything um yeah I I can't even give you an answer I don't know
0: Okay, no worries. Um, So what do you feel is the hardest part of your process for creating a graphic novel or book? And what's the easiest?
1: Hmm. The easiest is just getting started and just doing it. And um, the hardest would be to stop. (laughs) I'm one of those people that just like, I could just sit here and I could draw for like eight hours and just the whole day would go by. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely hard for me to just, like, relax and, like, take a step back and just be like, okay, I can, I can stop drawing and I can go do something else now. (laughs) That's something that I struggle with quite a
0: bit, actually. (laughs) That's okay. I think every, every one of us uh, who are artists, we kind of get into our little groove and. Yeah. So how do you keep a work-life balance with graduate school teaching, um, and other you know sometimes you might even want to see your family or friends <laughs> like how do you balance that
1: um well honestly like i haven't been doing a very good job balancing all that out um in the past well actually since i started grad school it, it is difficult it's like i got full time grad school and then i got all these teaching and then i have to answer all these emails from my students and my professors and then seeing friends and it's, it's you know it it can be a lot i feel like i was spread too thin um yeah but I feel like this summer I really wanted to work on just trying to figure out how to balance that out better. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a better answer for you. i I don't know how to balance it right now. <laughs> it's
0: okay. um i I totally understand it's um I don't know. it just it's so hard and I found I tend to be a yes person a lot, and then I find mm-hmm. I'm like suggest all these things and I was like, ooh, this is getting a little overwhelming. And I finally had to make, say no. And it was so hard. I didn't feel comfortable. And then I finally started saying no. And I felt like my mental health or mental state of the things that I could handle. And then I did a better job for the people that I was, for me and for family and friends. Because then I felt Mm -hmm. like I wasn't letting anybody down. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you just try and think that, you know, you're working through something and you have a goal and you were going to do it. I mean, that helps me get through it too. That's you know, eventually I will get there and it's going to be all worth it.
0: Yes. Yes. Like graduate school finishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be <Yeah>. worth it <laughs> because can I ask how long, how much longer you have in the program? Are you almost done? No, I'm
1: not almost done. Um, yeah I, I started off kind of slow because like I started in winter 2020 oh. and then the pandemic hit. and then also now I had to teach online. So I kind of had to drop a class and kind of go part- time for a little bit and then I this year I started going full time again. but yeah. so because, because of that i'm a, i'm a I'm behind a bit, I would say.
0: Well, you'll catch up in no time. I mean, it's if you're going back full time, yeah, that'll get knocked down really quick. Well, I I actually decided
1: I'm going to probably stick to being part-time so that oh, I could bet yes. my teaching and schooling better, you know, um, yeah, which I'm excited about. So I think it's going to be like spring 2023
0: now. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Because um, I think sometimes when we do too much, then it's like, you don't maybe put in, um, have the time to commit to, you know, your own schoolwork and stuff because you're so busy with your students so
1: definitely yeah I want to give like 150 percent to both but I mean I can't all the time so it'd be nice if I could just you know just a little bit here and there (laughs)
0: yes I totally agree um so what are your plans after you finish uh graduate school well I would like to
1: maybe still teach at um my community college or maybe try and work in a university, you know, because I'd have a master's by then. Yeah. And then, um, you know, working part-time as an illustrator, too. So
0: I'd like to continue teaching, basically. well oh, awesome. Yeah. So what's something you would tell yourself if you could go back in time about your art journey? The biggest thing that I would tell myself would be to look at
1: other artists and study them. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I did until at the end of my um, undergrad. <laughs> I mean, we can see, you know, you're growing up and they only teach you about like Monet and Pablo Picasso and like, that's your idea of what an artist is. You know, you're not seeing all the other, just like hundreds and hundreds of options and different roads that you can go down. And so I, I just never studied and bothered to look at who else is out there and what else they're creating? And I think once I started doing that, then I started to realize um, there's other things that I can do, but also there's other solutions to problems, you know, like the compositions. Like once I started studying Alphonse Mucha, like my what? mind was like, wow, there's so many things I can do. And yeah, just studying what they're doing and um, seeing what I like and what I don't like, I think that's also really important. Like, I've like thought about going down every possible road in art <laughs> that I could think of. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done like acrylic, I've done galleries, I've done oil painting, I've done woodworking, I've done watercolors, I've done all just like, everything I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess me playing around, and experimenting, helped me decide what it is I truly want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I guess I wish I would have done that a lot sooner because I would have saved myself a lot of time (laughs) and probably money, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and uh, it's, that's uh, good advice. I do agree. Like, I had to really, I don't know, I think um, it was when I took advanced techniques class and I had uh, Professor Haida which I just adore. She's a wonderful professor, teacher, artist, illustrator, but you know, she really encouraged me. And then I did an internship with an illustri- a children's book illustrator. And their both advice was just like, I think you need to, you know, kind of experiment run with this. And so once I started doing cut paper and then I was just like, you know, I don't really, I had to be honest with myself. I was like, because there's most everybody in graduate school is doing digital because it is such an easy change. You're able to turn things around quickly. But I realized like I kept doing these projects digitally and I was like, just not happy, like you know, the the you know, it was fine, but it wasn't like I really enjoyed the process. And then I finally was just like, I'm gonna go back to traditional work, and I'm gonna do it. And then I was like, oh, I'm just so much happier. I'm enjoying <laughs> everything, and it's like it should be fun. I should in, and, and it's funny because I I feel like you know, I feel like I'm going backwards in time where everybody else is. But I finally had to let that go because at the end of the day, it's what you truly enjoy doing because you're the one making it. And if you're not deriving any kind of satisfaction, if you haven't tried a lot of different mediums, um, you'll never figure out what really clicks with you, Mm -hmm. what works for the way you think. I think ultimately there are so many illustrators who do similar styles or maybe different, you know, similar and or even in the markets they will wanna be in, but it's really how you think at the end of the day and how you approach a problem visually and you solve it that makes it interesting or unique. And so I said, you know, I'm just gonna let the digital thing go or do a little bit. I do have to do post-production work as far as cleaning up the colors and things like that, but (laughs) I kinda had to let that go. I was just like, I wanna be happy with what I do at the end of the day, what I produce. So, very great advice, Emily Lou. i'm I'm sure your students are getting a wealth of knowledge and encouragement and inspiration from you. Oh, I hope so.
1: Yeah, I mean, your work is just so unique. I mean, I haven't seen anyone do that like paper cutting before, so I was like, oh, that's really cool. Especially with your lighting, how you play around with that. yeah, that's really cool.
0: Oh, well, that, that
1: is actually something I haven't tried
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I think I'm one of the few that are crazy to try it because <laughs> but no, I really um enjoy that you uh, that you make you know you bring in your your traditional and then your line work your line works fantastic I go like wow that girl can. <laughs> really put down some lines and the the variety of line weights that you're getting, and it's just so clean. I was like, oh, she's so clean. I wish I could, I can't, I can't do it. I like, I I always aspire, there are those things that you're like, I aspire that when I see that, but I never quite, it's like, but no, makes her stuff unique. Oh, and where can people see, the last question was, where can people see your work that we've been talking about um, online?
1: Oh, um, Emmy Lou Zora is my Instagram. It's also my website, and I just made a Twitter account too. So it's all the same
0: name. Yep. Nice, easy peasy. Um, well, thank you, Emmy Lou, for being on uh, this episode, and thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Yeah, thanks for having me. See ya.